Young boy run, that young boy shoulda ran Shoulda ran as fast as he can He's looking at himself, he's no longer a young boy He's looking back at a grown man yeah. Young boy run, run They're trying to keep you in the slums, slums Young boy run, run You gotta love yourself Welcome to episode seven of our Carl Wellborn Sub 220 Valencia chat. Penultimate week of training coming up for Carl as he's, well, as we record this, a week and two days out from Valencia Marathon, where he hopes to run under the 220 mark. Um, let's welcome the main man to the show this week. Are you in the same room as usual? Look like you've moved location in that room, at very least. No, I'm, I'm in the same location. I think the daylight is... Is creating a different, uh, different view. Yeah, I can see a trampoline in the background, so you're going to be out on that later doing a few jumps. That's right. That's my evening routine. Good, good. So we'll go back to last Monday, which would have been um, three weeks out from the race. So we'll go from three weeks out to two weeks out. Let's kick off with Monday. Uh, Monday. That was the 14th. uh, The Sunday before, that was when you did the long run and you'd pulled up quite sore. So, Yeah, so I didn't quite get through that session as planned on Sunday. Um, It was maybe eight miles worth of the session I got done out of uh, what should have been 20 miles. So the Monday... I took a rest day and got managed to get booked in for sports massage. Um, that really was it Monday. Tuesday morning, rest. And Tuesday p.m., I attempted a session. A session went well. It was similar to what I should have done on Sunday. So it was uh, three lots of 20 minutes, which I've done before, off a five-minute float. So I think a few weeks ago, I'd done three lots of 20 minutes off, 90 seconds. Uh, This was just three lots of 20 minutes, but off a five-minute float. So 20 minutes were run somewhere between 5.20, 5.25, and the five-minute float was at 6 to 6.10. So that was 18 miles of total at six-minute mile, and the glute was good. I say good. It's been painful the whole time but not painful enough to stop me from running so that's the so measure that's three by 20 minutes for you is probably effectively about three by six k then isn't it um so just under four miles under four, yeah 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 uh wednesday morning nine and a half mile hilly loop out and back run in the evening, uh, rest. Thursday. So if you if you'd taken Monday off, and um, I presume you're pretty sore on Monday after physio and things and massage. Was that that was, was that a planned rest day, or was that in reaction to how you felt Sunday? Yeah. So no, I, I planned to run on Monday, just a single, um, but because of what happened Sunday and I had a chance to get a sports massage in the morning 
I figured if I got the sports massage, I'd just rest for the rest of the day. Yeah. So, so when it comes to Wednesday and you did nine and a half mile. Yeah. Did you consider doing it just on the flat rather than hilly? Or have you not got any option? No, I could have done flat. It would have been a few loops, but uh, all the treadmill, I guess. But no, I just did my standard. Yeah, if I need to do around that sort of distance, I've got a, a which, which is, yeah, then about four and a half-ish out and four and a half-ish back. Uh, I re- Basically, I really didn't want to run. So if I do an out and back, I have to get back. And this yeah. route works. So Thursday, I did seven in the morning at 7.56 pace and four at 8.24s in the evening and then managed to get in for another sports massage. So a few weeks ago, one of the listeners, Steve, asked the question, how many massages, too many massages in a week? Well, I had two this week. Seems to be okay. Uh, Friday, five miles at 7.25s and in the evening was rest where I treated myself to some pizza and some chocolates on my notes. Have you, yeah. Did you have motivation to run on Friday? No. I think coming off such like maybe all the miles and then the glute, yeah, the motivation this week has been pretty low, to be honest. Uh Saturday, I went out and did four mile at 7.23. And I think that was like the the worst feeling run I think I've had the whole block, not because of pain or discomfort, just, just felt awful. Can't really say why, just felt really, really bad. Um, just really heavy, just really effortful. Just getting out the door was an effort, but nevertheless managed to get it done and surprisingly the pace was actually quite quick for me um in the afternoon i went to watch my daughter race in a cross country so that was nice um and then yeah sunday was race day derby 10 miler uh so yeah traveled down to derby with my friends mark and the mighty thanos uh yeah place 10th and ran 51.43. Evening, gym, upper body, 15 minutes on the elliptical. We've not mentioned that for a while. And that was the week. 62 miles all in. First taper week done. And managed to get through Tuesday's session and Sunday's race. That's pretty good. So what was the plan for mileage in that week? Was it about it's, 70? Yeah, like I said, 60 to 65. 62. Okay. All right. So bang on 100K, that is. Um, so a couple of questions. So Saturday, your daughter raced in the afternoon. How did she get on? She didn't have a good race. She wasn't very happy. Okay. We'll, we'll move swiftly on then. And then Derby 10 Mile, we actually have a listener question related to that. So Robbie... Cresswell Howe said how did Carl find the cross country part of Derby 10 then two fa- two face emojis one where 
the smile is upside down and the the eyes are sort of those um arrowheads inwards does that make any sense yeah what's that called squinting face maybe yeah squinting face with basically not happy okay we need josh to decipher these emojis for me because that that need... description of that emoji was absolutely dreadful. The next one is the laughing face emoji. Anyway. Okay, we know that one. Uh, how did I find the last... I think... No, it... the, cross, yeah. the cross-country part. Yeah, I mean, it was it was flat, so that was good. But it was um, it's just like a traily path, uh, a bit uneven. It's quite wet because it's been raining, so there was just puddles, like, all the way along it. So where's uh, it... Does it start and finish at Pride Park, the Derby Stadium? Yes. Yeah. So does it go out onto the what's called the Cloud Trail? Does it go out onto that footpath? I I don't know. So the route, it, I mean, it's a flat course. I think if it was in the summer, it'd be really like really good because the traily path is like one of those gritty, sandy type paths. So if it gets wet, it's not enjoyable to run on. But if it was dry, it would be quite nice i imagine um and you kind of hit that around about six half ish maybe towards seven you'll be on that and it's like a straight kind of run back along this trail yeah so that's the cloud trail i think you go along for the first uh, you get onto about two miles and then you come off at three but then the way back yeah so seven eight nine that is i'm pretty sure the cloud trail which a lot of the Loughborough lot use for tempos. And there's actually a video from years ago of Luke Cragg and John Beatty doing a 20-mile session along that trail. And a little fact for you, Carl. One year, myself and Kev Seward thought we would do a, a 22-mile run to watch National Cross Country at Nottingham. So that involved starting on the Cloud Trail and coming off and cutting across to Nottingham we didn't cut off so we ran this part of the cloud trail that you did and yeah it was it's February so I can imagine what yours was like because it's similar and yeah it's, you get very muddy don't you and we ended up going past past Pride Park the Derby Stadium and we're like I think we're going the wrong way here so <laughs> That run ended up at being 26 miles and we still had about four and a half miles to get to Nottingham. Anyway, but yeah, it's not, it's, as you say, in the summer it would be good, but not so much in the winter months. No, I think because it had rained, it had just ruined it a little bit. Um, There was one particular section where it was like like very muddy, like deep, like mud, mud. Um, But a short section, it weren't much. I mean, it ruined my nice white new train as I was testing out. Uh it's all right. We've had Black Friday in between. We've all gone Ignite sale. We've all gone big. So it's quite narrow along there as well, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean I had no issue because I fell off the pack, but there was a good group. It was like uh there was a when I was in it, there was a, a pack of nine. Uh all just moving like really nice uh together. Um and then yeah, I fell off the pack literally as we hit the trail. Um, pretty much there, yeah. That's where I kind of drifted off uh, the back. 
unfortunately. Yeah, but what was what was the target going into the race? Was it to run to run as hard fast as you can? Yeah, yeah, hard, and I guess you know, like going in thinking like, oh, what sort of time could I run? Um, I figured probably around a minute, sixty seconds quicker would be have been really good. I mean, I'm happy with the time as it is, but yeah, I thought maybe fifty forty to fifty one ten, like somewhere there. Um, but yeah, and obviously I ran fifty one forty three, so I, I clearly wasn't good enough to run that time. Um, but it, it got hard from around six 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 miles for me. So five miles, I felt absolutely amazing, and thought, oh, I could maybe I'll try and push on, pull everyone along, and just make it a really hard last five mile. So I went to the front at around five. And a lad who's a local lad to me from Birchfield came with me and we was running along this part of the road. It's just a straight run. Nice. Um, yeah, we got to 10K, maybe somewhere around 31, 30 to 31, 40, 45, something like that. Um, and it kind of felt okay, but my legs, I could feel my legs start to get really hot, like tired at that point. Um, and then we hit the trail, and then there's a bit of an issue where I ran into some barrier tape to get through. Um, Is that which a, really... so? At like nine, nine and a half, don't you go under like a little bridge as well? Is it like a little bridge you go under, or is it just must go under the road? Yeah, you're on the road for nearly all of that. Set, like, there's a little bit where you go onto that trail, kind of you cut onto it, but then you come off it quite quickly just before 5k and then it's a long stretch down the road uh which was nice and then at just before seven i think was the trail there was like a sharp yeah. 180 degree turn uh, so you go down the road then it's a 180 degree turn back on yourself then that's the trail pretty much um and i unfortunately was on the outside part of the group and there was barrier tape across two posts four lots of it to run into and then like you have to make a quick decision or try and get out of the barrier tape and run or just go through it so i decided to rip it all apart to get through it so i ripped all these four pieces of barrier tape got through but obviously the pack was moving really well so there's a gap so i yeah pushed got onto the back of the group and like was just shot like just then very quickly started drifting off so I think I was just really tired at that point anyway. And then that little burst of that acceleration just completely wrote, wrote me off. Well, not completely, because I actually felt like I held it together relatively well. Um, nine miles. One of the lads, the lads I just mentioned from Birchfield, uh, who's you know he's a really good runner, he was also falling off the pack. And that gave, gave me a bit of hope that maybe I could try and just get to him. Um and if I went past him, he would go. Then it would like kind of get us both running a bit quicker to the finish, which I think it did. Uh, so yeah. Then I saw, so the race the race was won by Ben Connor. I saw Dougie Musson was second, and he did a eight nine mile session around Pride Park. Afterwards, you didn't fancy joining him for that. Oh no, I did that. I just didn't put it on. Uh, obviously, you can't see it on Strava. 
Yeah, <laughs> thought so. I mean, it, it right. was it was slowing me down, but those guys are different level, aren't they? Well, yeah. Anyway. Well, we'll see. We'll see in in a week or so's time. I've got some listener questions about taper for you. Um, so we'll start with one you can definitely comment on because I know you love a massage. Hannah does sport says how many days out will he get his pre-race massage so the plan is wednesday so what's that kind of four four five and what are they going a bit lighter on that one or do you just say same as usual no so funny thing i've never really commented on how deep to go before but the Osteopathy, what I was seeing, said that you should probably try and keep it around six out of ten. So if ten is like proper fascia release stuff and one is like pampering, maybe around six would be good so it doesn't cause any inflammation. Cool. So I'll just say that. Perfect. Um, and then we've got a couple of people asking about how far away from the event is your last big session um that came in from darren and pa coolis i should actually get their proper names for this but that's what the names are on instagram uh so the i guess my last big session was uh when was my last big session it was two days ago so that's wednesday of this week um so that's like 12 days 12 days out yeah yeah 12 days and that's be that was 10k of volume okay and then race week would just be some like stuff at mouth and pace i guess and then the day before a few strides and obviously you did the so the 10 mile was two weeks out yeah and three weeks out you did your your last big marathon session didn't you which you didn't quite finish but that's the general gist of that. Um, Life of Brian. Will Brian says, are you doing a classic hard park run a week out? Good question, Life of Brian. So that was the plan. However, I am not going to do it just because my concern is the glute. So we have a lot of guys actually going to Warsaw Park run to run quick. Uh, this week, not Warsaw, Warsaw. Uh, and yeah, so it's unfortunate because there's going to be a group uh, running fast there. But I just think with the glute, I, I just don't want to <laughs> cock it up for the sake of running a hard park run, to be honest. So no, although that was the plan. Okay. Good answer. Um, let's try and get you some confidence. So, Steve, oh, of course it's Steve. Steve Turner says, what will you oh, take the most confidence from in this build-up come race day? Most confidence? Uh, I don't, there's probably not one particular session I can think of that I think I've, I've nailed that I'm, I'm ready. I think it's more just the accumulation of training and not just this block, but just, you know, block on block 
unblock, like I guess. That's the that's where my confidence is going to come from. That's where I believe I'm going to be in a position to give it a go, is the fact that I've trained for a few years now quite well. So do you do anything day before or next week to to try and build that confidence? Do you use any sort of tactics like do you look over runs from the training block? Do you, I don't know, do anything mentally to to try and pump yourself up for the race? Uh, there's nothing like I could put my finger on to say, yeah, I always do this one thing. Uh, I guess the, the, you know, the biggest thing for me is that I have to believe I can do it, and I, and I do, and I actually think even despite all of the glutes on and off issues that I'm much fitter now than I was when I ran London in 2021, when I, when I ran the 221, uh, I feel fitter. Um, I'm quite good in my diet. So if I try and be disciplined in my, my diet, so more than the normal during the taper, and I just think, obviously, that discipline, I'll try and take that through to race day with being disciplined with my pace, so not going off like a lunatic. Um, so basically, not following Josh Lund's advice about time in the bank. Um, yeah, so there's not really going to be masses of things that I'll be doing. Okay, I feel- so I'll, I want to I- go, di- I- I go deeper into Carl Wellborn, Sam. This is your sports psychology session Carl so when when the when it gets tough in the marathon yeah where do you go what gets you through those tough dark moments so I guess there's a few things first thing for me is I'm I'm not uh one of these athletes or runners or whatever you want to call me where I have multiple goals like I have one goal so my goal is to run sub 220. I don't have a B goal or a C or a D or an E. I just think it's okay not to achieve the goal. Like I don't feel like I need a second goal to for whatever reason. I just have one goal and I'll either achieve it or I won't. And it will be okay. If I don't achieve it, it it's going to be fine because it's only really affecting me. It's my goal. So that basically means I don't have a an option B. So my only option is that I'm going to run sub 220. And I will believe that at any point, no matter how dark it gets. Um, the other thing is I, I quite like the pain and the toughness, which is quite weird. But yeah, like I, I like that because I just think to take that pain and to take that discomfort uh, requires something special. And I believe that, it you know just helps that I think that I'm managing that pain, that discomfort. Um, yeah, I'll yeah, I'll take. I think that is a, a talent in itself. You can have talent in running, but you also need a talent in being able to to deal with hard work and cope with hard work and yeah, push through push through the pain barriers sometimes. So good answer. Um, I think yeah, when you said that it's okay if you don't achieve your goal the one thing you need to remember is if you don't run sub 220 you get kicked out of the inside jogging podcast whatsApp group so but you know Aaron up up to you if that's okay or not 
it's been such a privilege to be invited to the UK's leading running podcast. My goal's achieved. What yeah. more? Yeah, and you've had to suffer listening to Josh's daily rambles. Anyway, back to you. Um, T. Watson, going to guess at Tom. I don't know why. Tom Watson, he's a golfer, I think. Anyway, fueling strategy pre and during the race. So what are you doing fueling-wise? Um, so what will I do? The two days out, so that'll be, well, probably from Thursday, to be honest, I'll be just eating more carbohydrate pasta in the evenings, a uh, bit of white bread. Um, last marathon, uh, the evening before the race, I had some mortine, the drink, that 320, I think it was, uh, with my meal. Did, you, did your chorus watch tell you that to drink it, the mortine? The, the chorus watch says you need some mortine, so I had some. Uh, and then, yeah, race morning normally is some toast with jam uh that would be four hours out with like a small porridge normally only eat like half of one of the porridge pots um and then i have a gel a mortine gel at 30 minutes before the start of the marathon um obviously i'm hydrating as much as i can throughout the week uh anyway probably more than i would normally and then yeah during the race three gels probably take one around six mile one around halfway and then the other one around 20-ish mile and uh yeah so just quickly about that morning of the race you're saying you're eating that four hours before which i think will be 5 a.m right yeah sometimes where are you getting your toast from? Well, obviously it'll be it'll start out as bread, and then it becomes toast. Yeah, but the, usually they're not open for breakfast at five o'clock in the morning. So, oh, sorry, do you take your own toaster? No. So, not like most runners like myself, we don't get this like superstar athlete like yourself. So, what we have to do is we have to book an apartment. Um, that has like things like toasters and you buy your own food you have to make it yourself it's all yeah but what what i say was even usually if you're in a hotel even if you are you know paying your own way and sorting yourself out which i have done on occasions that you you have to sort of wait for breakfast to open before you can go down and get your your toast or at least with the porridge i think the porridge pots are great because you can just pour your kettle in your room and sort that yeah. out. But so, so I'm in an apartment. So I'm, <laughs> I really hope there's a toaster. Uh, although I have in the past taken a toaster with me to a hotel to toast some bread. Uh, yeah. There you go. Top tip. Take your own pillow with you. No, I'm not. My top tip. Anyway, it's not my tips. Um, couple more questions which i actually liked so leggett lee says if he beats ben felton and matt reese will carl become a youtuber nobody well i think this has been uh fortunate on enough people to be honest so you wouldn't want to see me as well as hear me 
Yeah, he's got a face for the radio, Lee. Um, and linked into this question, the Welsh runner himself has come in and said, where's he watching the football after the race? So I have no interest in watching a bunch of blokes play football for 90 minutes. And at the end, this is the worst bit, there may be no score. Like on basketball, action, scoring, football, no interest. Rolling around on the floor, forget it. Not for me. So take it you're not watching England USA tonight then? No, but the only reason I know that they are popping is I saw quite a funny uh, TikTok doing the rounds uh, where guys acting out to be American, an American fan, and then he's like an English fan. Uh, that's quite funny. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. So you just mentioned TikTok. Do we need to clarify for a few listeners what we this social network we were talking about last week? Be real. Be real. Yeah. Somebody uh, messaged me asking me what what's a be real session. Um, <laughs> I have to explain it wasn't a session I did. It was just an app where you take a photograph of yourself at that moment in time um, and what you're looking at. That's it. You had, have you had many followers since we announced that you're on Be Real? I don't think I've had any. I think just you, you and Josh. <laughs> that's, that's it. Chasing back. I was actually trying to look what game is going to be on next Sunday night. I, I imagine it's one of the knockout games. So you will get a result, Carl. Um, what date is Valencia Marathon? Fourth. Fourth. Yeah, fourth. So groups C and D will be playing on the fourth. So um, you could be seeing, yeah, Argentina or France after the race in, in their games. So, yeah, I'm not really sure what Welsh runners are looking for because if you're listening, unfortunately, Wales, spoiler alert, just lost to Iran and it's not looking likely they'll be in the, the next stage of, of the World Cup. So maybe oh, yeah. you have to do some consoling of Matt after the race for his Welsh allegiances. I'll buy my shandy, put my arm around him. No bother. Turbo shandy in Wales, isn't it? What's Shandy? Turbo Shandy. <laughs> no Cardi Breezer in a pint. Oh, nice. Yeah. Take me back to oh. my youth. Anyway. Right. I think that's where we'll leave it for this week. Catch up for you again next week where we'll recap taper week and hopefully be recapping. Um, no, we won't be recapping taper week. No, next, next week we'll be next... looking my last big session, the last oh. big session. Uh, you tell you tell the listeners, Carl, because I'm obviously done. Okay, listeners, so next week we're going to be catching up with Carl in his uh, last but one week to the marathon. He's going to be talking about his last big session he completed on Wednesday. Uh, so, yeah, guys, tune in. Not to be missed. Yeah, same time next week. Um, no editing to be done on this this show, so... We should be able to get that out Friday as usual. Um, and will you be in Valencia this time next week or are you flying out Saturday? Oh, yeah, I'll fly out on Thursday, so I'll be in Valencia. There you go. Maybe if I just come crash at your apartment, I can do it live from the apartment, but we'll see. <laughs> Thanks.
right, Carl. Speak again next week. Have a good one. You take care, mate. Right. That young boy should have run. Should have run as fast as he can. He's looking at himself. He's no longer a young boy. He's looking back at a grown man. Young boy, run, run. They're trying to keep you in the slums. Slums.